I'm Jill Hopkins. It's Miscellaneous Monday. I'm joined in the studio right now by Curtis Shaw Flagg. He's our senior social media correspondent, but he's also, you know, a human man of a certain age. And I wanted him to, to join me for this conversation. We mentioned earlier in uh, What's Trending, uh, Kobe Bryant dying at the age of 41, along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, and seven other people in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Uh, Kobe's being remembered not only as one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but also for his talents outside of the court. Uh, he was a basketball great. His legacy is not the most straightforward. Uh, let's 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 just talk about it. Kobe's from Philly. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of people know that. He began his 20-year professional basketball career right out of high school. He was the youngest player in NBA history at the time in 1996. Uh, during his career, he helped the Lakers win five NBA championships. He won a whole passel of MVP awards. He was an 18-time All-Star. He won gold medals as a member of the U.S. men's basketball team in 20, 2008 and 2012. In 2016, he retired, but not before scoring 60 points in his final game. He was the only NBA player in history to have both of his jerseys, number 8 and 24, retired by a franchise. Numbers that are iconic to NBA fans worldwide. And just this past weekend, just Saturday night, Bryant congratulated LeBron James for passing him on the all-time NBA scoring list. Uh, yesterday, uh, James talked about meeting Bryant in 2002 and his admiration for the NBA legend. Uh, Kobe was also the ambassador for After School All-Stars, which organizes after-school programs for children. And he founded the Kobe Bryant China Fund, which raised money for education and health programs. He was an unquestioned basketball great. Uh, but, you know, uh, social media being what it is, people bringing up his legacy and how kind of muddled it got in 2003 when he was accused of sexual assault. Those charges were dropped and Brian apologized for the incident. He said he believed it was consensual and later settled a civil suit. Uh, after he retired from the NBA, Bryant turned to the arts. He wrote children's books and produced animated stories. In 2018, just last year, he won an Oscar for his animated short, Dear Basketball, and he kept trying to build upon his legacy. Uh, Bryant called himself the Black Mamba, and he used the term Mamba mentality to remind everyone of the constant effort that one needs to be the best version of oneself. And he founded the Mamba Sports Academy, where he coached his daughter, Gianna. Bryant leaves behind his wife, Vanessa, who I cannot imagine what she is going through, and three other daughters, Natalia, Bianca, and Capri, who was just born this June. Uh, not just the world of basketball uh, had an outpouring of, of emotion. We saw several men over six feet tall in full tears yesterday. Uh, and we heard from, from folks uh, on Twitter uh, Michael Jordan said, I'm in shock over the tragic news of Kobe and Gianna's passing. Words cannot describe the pain I'm feeling. I loved Kobe. He was like a little brother to me. We used to talk often, and I'll miss those conversations very much. He was a fierce competitor, one of the greats of the game, and a creative force. Kobe was also an amazing dad who loved his family deeply and took great pride in his daughter's love for the game of basketball. Yvette joins me in sending my deepest condolences to Vanessa, the Lakers organization, and basketball fans around the world. Magic Johnson tweeted, As I try to write this post, my mind is racing. I'm in disbelief and have been crying all morning, 
over this devastating news that Kobe and his young daughter Gigi have passed away in a helicopter crash. Cookie and I are heartbroken. Magic went on later to say that he was mourning the death of the greatest ever Los Angeles Laker. And forever President Barack Obama said Kobe was a legend on the court and just getting started and what would have been just as meaningful a second act. To lose Gianna is even more heartbreaking to us as parents. Michelle and I send love and prayers to Vanessa and the entire Bryant family on an unthinkable day. And that's the part that, that gets me the family. Curtis, uh, both of us sitting here without children. We don't know that pain, but it's, it is it is honestly the only thing I can think about when I think about this whole thing. What were your reactions when this news fell out of the sky? No pun intended yesterday. Yeah, it was disbelief, shock, and then you, you kind of start to, you know, register everything and kind of put things into, you know, try to put things in, into context. And I was born in 1985, so I came in in the, the Jordan era. I'm, you know, I was a huge Chicago Bulls fan, and I got, you know, the great opportunity to watch Jordan, you know, do everything that, that Jordan did, and then Jordan retired. And shortly before that, there was a kid that came out of Philly named Kobe Bryant that, you know, came straight out of high school. He was 18 years old. You know, I was a young kid, and I immediately identified with, 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 with Kobe Bryant, and he kind of became my generation's Michael Jordan. I was a little too, I was almost, I was like just too young to really be like, okay, Jordan's my generation, even though I got to watch all, you know, all of his, you know, successes and, you know, watching Kobe do everything in his power to become the next and even, you know, greater um, athlete than Michael Jordan really inspired me. I even, I would, my, my basketball game was kind of like similar to his. I grew a, a, a mini fro that couldn't grow any longer than, <laughs> than Kobe's whenever oh, I is. So years. it I was, yeah, it was, it was really, it was, it was crazy to, to hear that. And just like one of, you know, your, your sports heroes. Um, but what was really interesting after, you know, Kobe retired that everyone got a chance to really see is like how, you know, these mega successful, you know, like athletes kind of, you know, not not fall from grace but but move away from grace and he was really coming to his own you know he was a he was a coach he was a mentor to his daughter he was a huge advocate for women's basketball he was on record i think it was just last year saying that you know they're easily um WNBA players right now that could easily play in the NBA and that was like a huge kind of like statement from you know a former NBA player and just all around I guess man in general um, both literally and figuratively to not only just encourage you know female athletes to continue to strive and and and, and you know and and see and know themselves as equal um, to their ma- to their male counterparts, but inspiration for his daughter, who was an incredible athlete, and well, he was kind of there her. supporting her every step of the way. Like it was just weird. I got into a weird like YouTube wormhole, and TMZ had been like following her for like years now, and just yeah. like showing these like highlight clips. So I was like, that's kind of weird. But then you got a chance to see like you know he was super proud and and like i said was there every step of the way um for his daughter he he would tell like michael jordan and stephen a smith from espn he's like y'all gotta check out my daughter like she's about to be like the next and it's just like i can only you know hope to be you know the type of you know father that it it appeared kobe bryant was so not only on and off the court he really kind of inspired and motivated um people like myself to, you know, achieve greatness and he will be missed. 
Curtis, I want to talk to you. You are a senior social media correspondent, and a lot of uh, the reactions that we are seeing of, of, about Cody Bryant are playing out mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. I would love to talk <laughs> to you about uh, you know people's reactions and kind of like the policing of grief that happens yes. when, when a, a famous person died. But I do want to touch on one of the more whimsical parts of Kobe Bryant's uh, life. He had a super brief rap career. Oh, that... yeah. I played in tribute last night. <laughs> K-O-B-E yep. featuring Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, you, let's talk about how that's just like 1999 in a nutshell. Right? Oh, man. Uh, Sony Records <laughs> signed Kobe, right? So this is like 20 years ago. Kobe's like 21 years old. Yep. He's three years into a 20 year uh nba career uh he decided that he wanted to follow in the footsteps of shaquille o'neal <laughs> uh this song debuted at the 2000 all-star game oh god uh <laughs> for that. some reason uh, i mean tyra banks was like yeah bet i'll be on this rap song <laughs> all day all day and like okay so kobe's rapping he's also like remixing destiny's child songs yeah he had he, an all italian language album yeah and i mean who could do that I, he was uh he was on Shaq's uh three times dope uh yeah, song dj clark Kent. yeah he was on a brian mcknight song uh he somehow managed to get biggie and nas and fitty on a yeah, Let's... there was almost a song with Will Smith, um, Karan Goodman, of uh, formerly of the 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 Youngbloods, I believe is the name of the group. Yeah. Um, and then, oh god, there's one more. I think it was LL Cool J that never like made it to the light of day. Please, someone release this song now. <laughs> it's like always been this kind of like you know whatever you know kind of rumor, rumor floating around yeah. that they were all in the studio. So please, someone make that happen. Somebody make that happen. But in the meantime, let's hear K O B E by Kobe Bryant and T Y R A Banks. Ooh, oh man. All right, catch you so far. It's the morning ant powered by Bubba. Once again. Once again. Flawless. Come on. What I live for, basketball, beats and bras, from Italy to the US, yes it's raw, I'm in search for, the one to make my wealth feel poor, who can ignore the spotlight life of grandma, am I done for, have I found the ore, should I search still, there's plenty of women with sex appeal, when it's failed, can they complete the package, all I date is actresses, to play it safe to them, my money ain't bait, but I must take risks to find a honey that's legit, whether she push a bucket or six bucks with some mad chips, out of her own, or live out of mom's and pop's home, rocks top fashion, Adidas attire, or Timbo. I don't know, yo, these women come and go Like the wind they blow, how do I know That was K-O-B-E by the late, great Kobe Bryant Great at basketball I don't know if he's a rap superstar uh, He was teaming up with Tyra Banks for that particular track If you feel as though your day is missing some YouTube rabbit holing You can go in on the rap career of Kobe Bryant, who passed away yesterday at the age of 41. I am Jill Hopkins. Senior social media correspondent Curtis Shaw Flagg joins me in the studio. We watched uh, this whole saga play out online from the uh, announcement by TMZ across social media platforms. uh, And then we all kind of waited for confirmation. Uh, TMZ crashed. Twitter went down for a bit. Uh, so it was a lot of speculation, but uh, more than anything, 
It was a lot of grief. And when a famous person, especially someone who's that famous, dies, uh, an, an, a consequence of that on social media is uh, grief policing. Mm. The notion that there is only one way to grieve and that any deviation from that way is wrong. On top of that, we have a, a man with a, well, let's say, checkered past. Uh, and on top of that, we have uh, ki the kind of general public's attitude towards criminal justice reform. We've seen similar sentiments uh, whenever Michael Vick is celebrated in any way professionally. And I wanted to talk about it with Curtis Shaw Flagg, our senior social media correspondent. It's a, it's a really interesting phenomenon to observe the the desire uh, that some people have to kind of uh, dictate how other people choose to grieve and whether or not they choose to grieve uh, have you noticed this yourself absolutely and i saw it firsthand especially yesterday <clears throat> i mean mere moments after the news broke um obviously you know everyone who really looked up to him as an athlete um you know were posting you know their pain and you know <clears throat> their heartbreak over the over the issue and you know people who whether they were avid basketball fans or never watched a game in their life <clears throat> seemed to have an opinion one way or the other and that's kind of the, the 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 for better or worse of social media that regardless of your the intellect or your knowledge or um, your really general overall caring of a particular subject or person, um, it is a, just a free forum for you to be able to kind of expel that. Mm -hmm. um, so in, in a sense, that's what it's there for. And then in another sense, that's why I wish it was never around, <laughs> kind of in the same token. Um, from starting with reports of, you know, the confirmed casualties, there was one report that all the daughters had died. There was a report that Rick Fox was on the plane and there was a report, you know, and it just went back and forth of just people kind of sharing, you know, false information. And so you kind of go through this emotional roller coaster trying to figure out exactly what happened. And then, you know, a confirmed source comes out and like, this is exactly what happens. And you kind of take that <clears throat> and then you kind of go with that. And then you, you turn around and then you have people who are like, you know, almost joyful of, you know, someone's passing, which I can just never understand um, <clears throat> in any situation. And it, it's the, the most interesting part about it is, you know, with his with his checkered past that you know that we that we you know talked about he was this was in 2003 if i'm not mistaken and i kind of went back before i blocked a particular person just to see if they had posted or, or even really care generally about anything that happened um in kobe bryant's life and nothing popped up and i was like oh so this was your opportunity to tell everyone like how much you don't care about someone's life and 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 there were children on, you know, the helicopter and there were other families on the helicopter. And there's, you know, comedians like to use this as an opportunity to, like, have a public open mic and try to come up with with, with some sort of joke, you know, about someone's death. And let me be the first to tell you, there's never been a good joke in the history of jokes about someone's death. Never. You're never going to break the mold. You're never going to be a pioneer in the making fun of someone's, you know, death and the death of a family. It's never going to happen. You heard it here first, and hopefully 
you hear it here last please stop yeah. because it just it, it for one is just it's almost like your it, it, attention seeking behavior which is a lot of social media i mean just be honest like sure. you post on social media so everyone can see and yeah, read and baked react into the to the to the casserole that is that is social, social media, media. Yeah. and you know you so you take that for what it is and i kind of you know i poked my head in um, on Facebook yesterday, and I immediately retreated. Um, I did go to Twitter to try to find out, because um, the news had just broke, um, to try to find out details of what exactly happened. And then after multiple false reports, I'd actually gotten the right one. Um, I'd even called my mom with the information that I thought I knew, and I was wrong <laughs> because I was reading all of these reports, and I kind of had my own casserole of false you know, reporting. Um, and so I ended up sharing you know, news that wasn't, you know, True with my mom. Sorry about that, mom. Um, and she called me a million times after that. So it was mm. like, you know, it was like, oh, the daughters are on the plane. And she's like, oh my God, I love you. And it's yeah. like, I love you too, mom. So yeah, it's just, you kind of get that. It it it's it never changes. And you just kind of hope we, we get better um, yeah. at really caring about others' feelings. Jill Hopkins here at Curtis Shaw Flag there. He's our senior social media correspondent. We're talking about the death of Kobe Bryant and uh, the world's reaction to it. Bernice King who is the, one of the daughters of the late uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, has a take on, on this social media aspect of it. She said, mourning a quote-unquote celebrity does not equal a lack of quote-unquote consciousness. And sometimes the death of someone we feel like we knew but never actually touched triggers pain about the death of people we knew well. We are on a brief pilgrimage here, reconciling life and death love well. And I think that's something that uh, is worth mentioning. I don't think that this particular celebrity death uh, hit so many people who are not basketball fans because they just kind of peripherally knew about Kobe Bryant. I think the death of a 41-year-old healthy person and two teenage girls really just reminds us all of our own mortality exactly. and the mortality of those that we loved. I've, I've personally lost family members best friends in like freak accidents like friday at noon you'll be talking to them they'll feel great friday at midnight they're no longer on this plane and when something like this happens it's a slap in the face of reality yeah we were all just minding our own businesses on sunday hollywood was getting ready for the grammys mm. and then this happens just a few miles down the road to a person who spent most of his career in the building. In that exactly the same Grammys building. Were Which happening. they said he built, you know, the house that, that Kobe built. Yeah. It's hard not to detach yourself from, you know, that type of reality. Yeah, and it's 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 really something for those of us who have never been on a helicopter before. We'll never be on a helicopter uh, because we're not rich and or we're afraid of heights. I am now deathly terrified. Yeah. And to see this guy with all the money in the world, all the opportunity in the world, and he's not safe from the cold hand of mortality and reality. So like what chance do the rest of us have is a thought that definitely has been running through my head this whole time. I don't have uh, a whole lot of feelings about Kobe Bryant one way or the other, despite the fact that we are the same age. Uh, you know, when I was young, it was like, Oh yeah, black man, look at him. He's my age and he's doing it. He took Brandy to prom. It took yeah. Brandy to prom. I mean, it, but I, I don't, I don't follow basketball in that way. And uh, you know, and luckily for me, I was out and about all day, so I didn't have time to like really go through all of these hot takes. But when we look at it in that way, do you think that folks who are telling other people how to express their their feelings, 
does that feel extra cold when we think about the reasons for the reaction? Absolutely. You, you detach, take away <clears throat> any of the celebrity, take away any of the kind of notoriety and, and, and fame that someone has, and you just look at them as a human being. I thought you expressed it very eloquently when you're like, this is a 41-year-old man in otherwise great health, better health than, than most of us as he was a supreme athlete, um, a 13-year-old daughter, another mother, another you know child, um, a, a pilot, and, and, and someone else in the plane. You're talking about nine people that have died suddenly and tragically, so you look at it just as that and I, I guess at the end of the day it's like how is is there a blueprint to grief is there a blueprint to to to, to caring whether you physically knew someone or not this the story is sad um so this like telling you know others like how much they should care or why they care um everyone it's always to each his own and I, you know, I kind of go back to just that public forum of social media and, you know, everyone has a platform to, to say and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never I'll never argue that fact, but I just wish that <clears throat> we as, as human beings at the end of the day um, can and really understand and realize that that privilege and platform that we have and 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 have some sort of kind of care and consideration for others even if you don't understand why um maybe open up a dialogue but dictating um how someone should feel um i don't think that's a a win-win situation for anybody jill hopkins curtis shaw flag talking about Internet grief and grief policing. The Atlantic had a, a great article about just this thing after David Bowie passed away. Uh, they said, so too were the many, many people who expressed their grief about the passing of David Bowie. They were posting videos, sharing pay- favorite songs, telling the world about their first, first Bowie concerts and first Bowie albums, about what he meant and will continue to mean. This was not overall crocodile tears. It was evidence of people doing what they always will, using the tools available to express themselves and share their feelings with other people. They were forming a community of grief. Hashtag RIP David Bowie was a hashtag, yes, but it was also a funeral. People don't get to go to famous people's funerals. You can go to your you know, your friend's funeral, your aunt's funeral, whatever, and say your piece while you're there, share stories with mm-hmm. your relatives. But is social media, what else is it for? if not for forming community with people that you may not ever get to meet in real life. Uh, that is that is something definite to talk about. I also wanna, wanna think about kind of the short-sightedness of telling people how to grieve as though we aren't all gonna die someday. <laughs> if you're telling people right now, hey, your outpouring of grief seems shallow, what are you telling them to do when it's your time to yeah. go? I, I, I forget about me. You know, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to need all of y'all to make a big old show yeah. <laughs> about it when it is my time. I'm debating whether or not y'all should cancel the show for the time. <laughs> I'm just saying, when in like an 11 trillion years, when I shuffle off this mortal coil, I want you to touch the uh, temple where the microchip, where the internet lives in your head. <laughs> And make sure that you give the most flowery praise to your yes. girl Jill Hopkins, or you know, give flowers to your to the living. We can do that too. That always helps. Yeah, we yeah. don't do that enough as people. We don't do that enough as people. If there's nothing else that we take away from this whole thing, where a man and his daughter and her friends left unexpectedly 
It's to hug your family and friends, make sure that you make the most of your time here. And don't forget, we're not promised anything. Thank you so much, Curtis, for joining me. And thank you for talking about Kobe Bryant with me. Absolutely.